1: So yesterday, a member of the Mallor Militia, P1, uh, reached out and said they were nauseated with the amount of Mallor monologues about coaches being hired. You ain't seen nothing yet. You, th- This is not the show for you. This is not the show for you. And if you wonder how this all comes together, well, there's not a lot of planning. Right? There's not a lot of planning, and pretty much what happens is we uh, whatever's going on, we talk about. Whatever go- happens to be going on, we happen to talk about, and today happens to be a very fruitful day. If you are a hack NFL coach, the, the big story of the day, there's three NFL coaches that got hired. One, yet again, got the job after being fired recently, the news out of New Jersey that the Jets are planning on hiring former Dolphins coach Adam Gase as their new coach. So we we originally had eight teams that had openings, and now we are down to two, All right? There, there were eight teams that bushwhacked their coach, and now there are two, and the Jets... The latest to hire their coach. The two teams that don't have a coach, at least I haven't checked in the last five minutes, maybe they hired their coach, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Miami Dolphins. Former Dolphin coach, though, Adam Gase, is now the head man in New Jersey. Yeah, The same guy that just got sacked. Get out of here. Walk the plank. Go swim with the fish in Miami. Now he's the beloved chosen one. I heard the end of Jason Smith's show here. And I am convinced that Jason is – he's like Fireman Ed, my man Jason. Like, the Jets could hire the Unabomber, and he would talk about his explosive offense. You know, he would just – he'd find a way. It's unbelievable. There's not a single thing good about this if you're a Jet fan. Like, there's not. And, again, I got no skin in the game. I'm not a Jets fan and all that stuff. But this is absurd. It's absurd. There's stories out there that Peyton Manning supposedly played a role in this and he made a phone call and all that. Is Peyton Manning now running the Jets? Is that what's going on? What if Peyton Manning tells you to move the franchise to Bakersfield Are the Jets relocating to Bakersfield? Is that what's going to happen? Who's your daddy? Peyton Manning? That's your daddy? It's ridiculous. What the hell did Adam Gase do with Peyton Manning, by the way? What is that all about? I don't understand. I don't get it. Was, was he the drug mule that went to the Geyer Clinic and picked up the HGH for Peyton's wife? Was that what Adam Gase did? I don't know.
6: Whoever wrote that narrative can shove that one where the sun don't
1: shine. This is one of the more bizarre things. A call from Peyton Manning. A call from Peyton Manning. Now, there's other deep state conspiracies out there about this that we'll get into, but he becomes the second coach in 24 hours, Adam Gase does, to be hired just days after they were fired from their previous job. What the bleepity bleep, what a bloody mess this is. Adam Gase won out over Mike McCarthy and others. In fact, there is a report out tonight that the Jets actually – did not have Adam Gase as their first choice, that they intended to go another direction. I don't know if you saw this one. I just saw it a a few minutes ago, and I thought, well, this is interesting. I should probably talk about this on the show. This is pretty good. But the story is that the Jets, uh, that Adam Gase was like plan B or plan C, depending on which two-bit NFL insider with industry sources. But one of the guys in New York reporting – that the Jets actually wanted Baylor's head coach, Matt Rule, to rule the Jets. But who? Here's the rub. We're told that the Jets did not like the people that he wanted to put on his coaching staff because he wanted to put his own staff together. God forbid you hire the people around you that you're going to work with. The Jets said they used some Pig Latin. They said, Ixnay on the coaching staff, a, And so that didn't happen. So Matt Rule did not get hired. And there is debate whether or not he was actually offered the job, but it's really a game of semantics. That's what I've learned. It's like well, it wasn't an official offer because the contract hadn't been signed. A, they, they, they have ways of spinning the yarn, is what they do. But the Dolphins of twenty eighteen went seven and nine. Adam Gase now takes over the division rival Jets. That Stench is not a skunk. What you smell is not a skunk, that is the record of the Jets. Yeah, that's that's the Jets suck, suck, suck. That's your New York Jets. Who went 4 and 12 this year? 4 and 12. So, I guess when you're 4 and 12 if you can hire a coach who was 7 and 9, you've improved by 3 games. What a win. So the question is how ridiculous is the Jets' decision to hire Adam Gase. All right, how ridiculous is this? That is the question that is out there. It is illogical. It is wildly unreasonable, and it is completely inappropriate. You might as well have kept Todd Bowles as your coach. I have the same level of excitement and anticipation for an Adam Gase-coached football team that I would for Todd Bowles. So why'd you bother firing the guy? All right, here's what I got. I got the Wood, Comedy Gold, and Liberty Valance. And we will tie all these things together. Now, number one, Adam Gase was hired based on what he was supposed to be back in the day with the Dolphins. Right? He got into the NFL, because, and he was tagged, again, the Peyton Manning effect. He's going to be great. And the Dolphins hired him. They expected him to be great. And he was two games under five hundred in three miserably lousy years with the Miami Dolphins. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Right? I mean, they were they were not like, absolutely terrible. Maybe that's not, not the right way of phrasing it. Just boring and mediocre. That would be more of a way to, to phrase it. So right now, the Patriots, Bills, and Dolphins. They're like Nelson from the Simpsons, pointing and going, ha, ha. That's what they're doing to the Jets right now. That's what the entire world should be doing to the Jets. There's not a single thing that's exciting about Adam Gase coaching the Jets. Not a single thing. The balloon popped. And I don't want to go so higher of the higher. The, this is really, though, the byproduct of, of being tagged with greatness which is often in life more important than actually being great. At least in the sporting world, results don't actually matter. They'll make excuses for you if they like you. Remember that old thing from uh, I remember t- I learned in a marketing class years ago that that people don't like to change their minds. Once you perceive something one way, that's it. All right? People perceived illogically inappropriately and unreasonably that Adam Gase was going to be the next great coach. And looking back at that, it's laughable. It's insane considering how poorly he did in Miami, but he was seen as an up-and-comer in the coaching ranks, and then he got his chance, and he did a faceplant. He farted all over Miami. Fart for you, fart for you, fart for you. That's what he did. But again, he got tagged with... Great potential, to get another chance. We see this all the time. I remember years ago there was a. Uh, it wasn't even that long ago. It was in the last fifteen years, maybe even ten years ago. There was a guy named Brandon Wood. You probably don't know who Brandon Wood was. He was a baseball player. I think he was a like first-round pick of the Angels, and he was compared to Cal Ripken, right? Hall of Famer Cal Ripken. Brandon Wood could do everything. He had the body like a god, and it was going to be this star in baseball. And then he got to the major leagues and batted one eighty-six. But they kept saying he's going to figure it out. He played six years, parts of six years in the major leagues, and his career batting average was less than 200. And Adam Gase was compared to Don Shula. He flopped, and now he's taking his under 500 record to the New York metropolitan area. Now the second thing, the the, the, the ironic part of this, and we have some audio we're going to play here in a second, the walls started to cave in on Adam Gase in Miami. He could not handle the immense pressure of the Dolphins. Imagine how that nuclear meltdown he had in Miami is going to play in East Rutherford. I'm going to assume the position not very well. Now, if you don't remember, the hissy fit heard round the world, we played it on our show. Let's play it again here. Adam Gase was asked about the health of Ryan Tannehill when he was coaching the Dolphins. I believe this was a few months ago. And listen to Adam Gase Get angrier and angrier and snap. It was wonderful. I don't know. I think there's some kind of like hippo law or something, something like that. we can not talk about. I don't know. I don't know. I don't sit there and ask him all these questions. And I just know the guy couldn't go today. All right, go ask him. I'm tired of answering this question about this guy. I got it. But you know what? I'm am over it. Me and him. We we know that he's not right right now. Okay. The details of it, we'll keep that to us. You guys don't need to know that. that great? So annoyed, so upset. <laughs> Leave me alone. Go ask him. It's your NFL coach right there. Good luck. And now he's supposed to fix Sam Darnold because they're good friends. I read that too. Going to ride that green wave in, in in the New York area. All right, the final point. Now, Adam Gase is living proof that that line from the movie, The Man That Shot Liberty Valance, still rings true all these years later. When the legend becomes the fact, you go with the legend. The legend is that Adam Gase is a tactical genius. He's the quarterback whisperer. Meanwhile, the results, you know, things actually took place that you can look at as fact. Adam Gase, tactical genius as head coach of the Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins of 2016 or 2018, rather, 26th in points in the NFL, tactical offensive genius, 31st in yards, there's only 32 teams. That's your new Jets coach, Adam Gase. Well, you say, well, maybe that's an outlier. Maybe that's just a bad year. What about 2017? All right, let's look at 2017. The Dolphins were 25th in yards. So there you go. They improved a little bit. 28th in points scored out of 32 teams. That's Adam Gase. Spectacular. Spectacular. Yes. And he sparred with Ryan Tannehill. They didn't get along that well. Uh, some of the other players in the locker room, there was a mini revolt to the coaching staff of Adam Gase, which led to his demise. You need to have amnesia to think this is good. And before we get a bunch of morons that are ridiculous and call up here and say, "Well, wait a minute, what about Belichick? Belichick lost his first job with the Browns, and then he came back, and he was great. He's a Hall of Famer. What about Belichick? Yeah, I've talked about this in the past. The second chance crowd, you can take the sock off your foot, the dirty sock, and shove it in your mouth, okay? It's slapstick comedy gold if you think that that this is going to be another Belichick situation. Bill Belichick was 5-14 with New England, was about to get fired himself with the Patriots, and then manna from heaven fell out of the sky named Tom Brady because Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and voila, the rest is Patriot history. Now, Belichick is the exception to the rule, and the exception does not make the rule. It is a loophole in the rule. Herm Edwards. Chan Gailey, Bruce Kosler. I right? gave you all these names. Bruce, Joe Bugle, uh, Mike Malarkey. Eddie talked about Malarkey yesterday. got three jobs. Garbage, garbage, garbage. And by the way, the Jets might hire Vance Joseph as their defensive coordinator. There's a rumor that that could happen here. It is literally amateur hour with the JETS. Suck, suck. Suck. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, right over
6: there. Yeah. Now we saw all of these uh, NFL head coaching jobs open up, and we we were talking about the list of potential candidates and yeah. read them, and none of them uh, really um, really were that interesting. And uh, and none of these hires have really been, I guess, Cliff Kingsbury is kind of interesting. I don't know if it's a good hire or not, but. Uh, a lot of underwhelming uh, hires being made right now in the NFL, it seems like. Lacking the wow factor. I would say I would say so, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's only one that I mildly think is good.
6: Well, it's because he's a fat guy? Is that what, is that, uh, well, I know yeah, you love the fat coaches. You know my instincts. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. on my list.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like we should be eating biscuits with this guy. and uh, I'm sure he coach. would uh,
6: like to join us. In biscuits that, and uh,
1: gravy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm pulling for him. I, I've i always pulled for the fat coaches. I know and, you have. One thing about me, you know, people say I'm a, I'm a jock hater and I hate coaches and all that. I like the fat coach. I like the fat player. Bartolo Colon, fat player I like. Him. Even Pablo Sandoval, the baseball, everyone ripped him because he couldn't play anymore. I still like him. Fat, play, fat ball player. My favorite quarterback of all time, you know who it is, Eddie? Jared Lorenzen. That's right, the hefty lefty. Round mound of touchdown. My guy. Pils- about, Pillsbury throw boy. Pillsbury throw boy is a good one too. Yeah. What's that, Roberto? Favorite boxer. My favorite bot. Who's the? mean Oh, but, well, eh. I don't know about that. Well, some of those boxers at the end of their careers, like the old heavyweights back in the day would get really fat and obese. George Foreman. George Foreman got fat, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he had the Foreman Tony
6: Tubbs. Yeah. I don't even know if he was fat, but the name itself sounds like he's fat.
1: No, I remember when I first got into boxing, there were a bunch of guys at the end of their career, and they were all, like, really fat guys and they, you know, they didn't care. They were heavyweights, so it didn't matter. He's as fat as you want.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
7: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts. I'm told, unlike many people that work in my profession, I actually use critical thinking. Many people that work in radio are cheerleaders, they're rah-rah Kool-Aid drinkers. (laughs) Uh, I am not. Uh, and the latest hire, yes, we get to play another coaching roulette game here. The latest hire, the revolving door in Denver. Round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, no one knows. That's right, It is spun again. John Elway. He doesn't have the Midas touch anymore. New, 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 new. John Elway has picked his new X's and O's Maven. And if you were not listening earlier, if you've been out of the loop, Might not know. Maybe you've had your blinders on. The Broncos have hired, wait for it, Vic Fangio is the new coach. Come on down, Vic Fangio. You're the head coach in the NFL in Denver. Now, he's 60 years old, and there's a lot of stories being written about how he's finally getting his opportunity, his first head coaching job. He's interviewed for several head coaching jobs over his career. No one's deemed him worthy enough to be a head coach. It took now John Elway to give him his opportunity. The bridesmaid, but never the bride. Well, the bridesmaid has become the bride. He's worked in a bunch of different towns. His first big break in coaching was with Jim Mora, who used to work here, the old man Jim Moore, the diddly-poo Jim Moore. But more recently with the 49ers back in the Jim Harbaugh days and they got to the Super Bowl, Chicago, of course, with uh, the, the contingent of – he was with John Fox, and he's continued on there with the new coaching staff, which changes all the time, Matt Nagy there in Chicago. So Fangio, the defensive genius – The Bears defense, very good this year statistically. They led the NFL in turnovers created and then went out and defecated on the field. Could not stop Nick Foles with the game on the line. In the fourth quarter of a playoff game at their home field, they allowed a backup quarterback to drive down on a 12-play 60-yard drive and on a fourth down play convert a touchdown. That's your new coach, Denver. That's your new coach. Defensive genius. Couldn't call a play to stop the Eagle offense. And they, you know, they've been hesitating and all that, and then there you go. Now, keep in mind who did this guy beat out? Who did Vic Fangio beat out? Well, he beat out Mike Munchak, who did nothing when he coached the Tennessee Titans. This is you talk about a who? Uh, you talk about a snooze cruise. This list of candidates that John Elway deemed the finalists. Yeah, that's. This reminds me of the bathroom yesterday here at the iHeartMedia building, and uh, the the. The masked bomber uh, went in there and un- unloaded. So the question is, what letter grade would you give the Broncos, John Elway, for his decision to hire Vic Fangio as the new head coach of Denver? Now, I'm not just doing this because it's a double entendre. I'm not doing it because of that. But I, my letter grade, I'm a I'm a teacher, a D. I am giving the Broncos a D. All right for this, and and it's not just for defense and, and Denver and all that stuff. This is what's called – a D grade is below average, right? C is average, D is below average, F is failing. So this is a D higher. It is a below average higher. My thoughts, you've got outdated cherry picking and the coffin. And we will put all this together. Now, A, John Elway. I will concede that John Elway, uh, he has definitely left the reservation. To my knowledge, the only interaction that Vic Fangio has had with Sean McVay is when the Bears beat the Rams because the Rams players couldn't handle the cold weather in Chicago. That's it. (laughs) And so this is not a case of groupthink playing in. In an age where Sean McVay's barber is getting an offer to be an offensive assistant, Vic Fangio is a contrarian, right? This hire is a contrarian hire. And while that part of it, I have no problem with that. I'm not against it. It certainly seems like Elway had very poor options and there was no real backup plan. Like he I, I I I'm getting the feeling that Elway thought he had a better better avenue to go down, and he didn't. So this was not well thought out by the Broncos. They were like, well, we have to get rid of Of Vance Joseph because he's not having the time of his life anymore, so we have to bring somebody else in here. But we don't have anybody else to bring here. And much like I've talked about with the Jets, you know, you might as well have kept Vance Joseph. There's no excitement for this. There's nothing to be excited about. And then to pour salt on the open wound for the Bronco fan, John Elway. You know, you see what he did for the offense. His solution is to bring back. His BFF, Gary Kubiak, as the offensive coordinator, the same Gary Kubiak that was forced out because of health reasons, see Bruce Arians. Same thing happened. Arians, I can't coach anymore. My health is declining. Okay, Tampa wants to hire me. Done. Yeah. Tick, 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 tick. Well, we wish him the best of luck. We wish him the best of luck. Right. This is ridiculous. And now the word on the street is that we're being told that Vic Fangio, the condition for him to get the job was you have to take dead weight in Gary Kubiak as your offensive coordinator. And Fangio's like, let me do the math on this, all right? Let's do the equation. I'm 60 years old. I have failed every interview I've ever had to be a head coach. The Bears had the number one defense. They won't have the number one defense next year. This is my chance. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. You could hire Doink the Clown as the offensive coordinator in Denver, and Vic Fangio would have signed off on that because he wanted the job. He was desperate. I don't blame him for that. This is his last opportunity. You take your last opportunity and try to make the most of it. But here's my memory. And, again, I'm not a Bronco fan or anything like that. I'm probably the anti-Bronco fan because I love when Coop is in misery. And my producer, Koopa Loop, anytime the Broncos lose, he's bummed out and all that stuff. And man, it's bad for him. But here's my memory. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. When Kubiak last coached in Denver, his offensive system was seen as antiquated, that he couldn't keep up with the, the modern NFL. That's what I remember. Am I wrong on that? Because it certainly doesn't seem like that's a nuanced offense. And you know, it's always trying to go old school. He's taken the safe road. He knows Kubiak. He's comfortable with Kubiak. The problem with this, though, if you're Vic Fangio, is you've got a spy. You've got to fly in the room on the wall because you know Gary Kubiak is going to go tell everything he's going to say to, uh, to Elway. Anything that happens in that at coach's room, in that locker room, Kubiak is a double agent is what he is. Double agent? So that's, that's what we got. You know, he wants Vic Fangio to galvanize the defense and get the Orange Crush back into the top five. And the defense was not as good this year, but the real problem was the offense. Good luck. Now, B, many mainstream NFL wonks have gone on and on uh, rants about how great this is. It's a good story for a sports writer. Because if you're a sports writer, you're looking for the story, and the the story has been the same story. It's been the last couple of weeks, it's been Sean McVay disciples get coaching jobs. There's only so many ways you can write Sean McVay disciples get coaching jobs, people that were in the room with Sean McVay, people that shared a tissue with Sean McVay. There's only so many ways you can write that. This is different. right? This is different, and so you can write the tale, Vic Fangio waiting until he's 60 60 years old, they get the gig. It's a nice narrative. It's different. It's a story of perseverance. And those that love that are cherry-picking successful coaches who had to play the waiting game before they finally got the opportunity. For example, let me give you an example here. I've seen several people mention that Mike Zimmer should be the, the name that's That Bronco fans, look at Mike Zimmer was hired at 58 years old by the Vikings. And while certainly the Vikings were a disappointment this year, overall the Vikings have been very competitive. They got to the NFC Championship game the year before because the Saints defense ran into each other like they were uh, the, the Keystone Cops. But that is supposed to be a prime example of a successful coach who waited in line at the DMV for his number to be called, and then finally he got the opportunity. Now, since I believe in critical thinking, I believe in truth in broadcasting, I think. Uh, Let me give you the other side of the story. For every Mike Zimmer that is an older coach that gets hired, you get a dozen prolific disasters. Let me give you the name of Dick LeBeau. You know who Dick LeBeau is? Dick LeBeau is a legendary Hall of Fame defensive coordinator. Beloved. By broadcasters and coaches. Been all over the NFL, mostly Pittsburgh, but several other stops along the way. And he got his first head coaching gig at age 62. And I remember when Dick Lebeau was hired as an NFL coach, and people said, This is great. This is the way it should be. This is going to be a wonderful coach. These are people with you know, we I thought had common sense. But when it became gut check time, right, when the, the measuring stick was on for Dick Lebeau as an NFL head coach, you remember what he did? Yeah, he uh, he he did nothing. He he coached a couple of years, he had a twelve and thirty three record as coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. He was hired in two thousand, went twelve and thirty three. You know who replaced him? Marvin Lewis. That's what a disaster the Bengals were when Marvin Lewis took over for Dick LeBeau. So I know the Bronco fans think, well, this could be Mike Zimmer 2.0. It could also be Dick LeBeau 2.0. Be very, very careful. Now, the last word on this, Vic Fangio has interviewed for, as I said, a number of these jobs around the NFL. He's never seriously been considered as a head coach. And so we're going to see how this goes. I am not expecting much. This is the kind of coaching catastrophe that does have a silver lining. This is the good news because every bad story has a happy ending, typically. This is the good story for Bronco fans. This is going to be such a mess that this will be the final nail in the coffin for John Elway as the czar of the Broncos' front office. This hire is going to lead to the demise of John Elway in the Bronco Bronco front office. It is is an abject failure. The, The combo of Fangio and Kubiak, bad news. By the way, Vic Fangio started as a high school coach in 1979, was his first year as a high school coach. His first job... In the USFL professional football was in 1984. His first NFL gig was as linebacker coach for Jim Moore. I think I believe Jim Moore coached the Philadelphia Stars in the USFL also. But uh, Fangio coached with Jim Moore with the New Orleans Saints in 1986. That was also the year that Sean McVay was born in 1986. See, there you go. There's the connection. Always like I gotta hire a guy who was he happened this guy happened to be born the year that. Or he happened to get his first NFL job the year that McVay was born. So, there you go. But the good news is that Elway will likely lose his job because of this. And for Elway, he's got a, he's got someone that will hear everything. He's got a spy on the inside. Right? He, if those walls could talk, they'd sound like Gary Kubiak. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Very excited about this hire, Ben. Yeah, I am too. It's yeah. going to be great for Coopaloop. I think this is the perfect choice.
6: I don't care about Coop. It means that Mike Munchak can continue to be the outstanding offensive line coach for my Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, so very, very glad he did not. He didn't deserve that job. No, it, did he, not. Vic no. Fangio was clearly the right call. Well, Coop's very excited. I saw his face earlier today. Looks extremely excited yeah. about
1: this hire. He, I was surprised. I thought he. I didn't think he was going to wear a Bronco jersey. But he's got full Bronco gear. He's got the Bronco. He's got the Elway jersey on. He's got his Bronco hat there. Elway,
6: we trust. Yeah, you said it many times.
1: He's really into this. Yeah, I, I thought for sure. I was like you. I thought, well, Even Coop's gonna be like, oh, this is a terrible hire. I'm embarrassed to be a Bronco fan. But he's he's got full fan gear on today. He's really excited about this. So
8: that's good. Yeah, I'm totally decked out <laughs> in Broncos gear. You are, unless,
1: unless I'm not. Well, you can lie about it all you want. I'm looking at you right here. He came in on a donkey, hear, too. Can,
6: <laughs> that would be something. I can hear the excitement in his voice.
8: So some people have asked Eddie. No, I just, I just think it's a ridiculous yeah. monologue because... It's not a ridiculous it monologue. It is. It's a great it is. It's, a, it's, it's. I you give it could, a, give it a 7 out of 10. You could literally plug in every single team that needed to hire a coach, and and it would be the same monologue. You gave them a D Tell me who, what, what hire would have been an A? Hmm?
1: Next hour. Oh, okay. Next hour. Gotcha. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I'll wait till the last hour. I don't know. I'll Make you. Out and of and the this flipping. is this is a
8: day after the monologue of how everybody's ridiculous for trying to go and get the young, inexperienced head coach, and then what's wrong Broncos, with that? Monologue? You don't like mala. Then the Broncos hire an ex- an experienced coach who's That's not young one way and, to say it. and you're like, oh, this is a terrible hire. And, and let me tell, tell you, you like. another like area that you're wrong in. It's not going to be the downfall of John Elway because for oh, better be. for better or worse, John Elway is Denver. The, he is the Denver
1: Broncos and
8: he's not going anywhere.
1: He's going to focus on those car dealerships is what he's going to Who's
8: going to fire John Elway? What's that? I said, who is going to fire John Elway? The people.
1: We'll rise the up. yeah. The people no. of Denver will say, we got to get rid of Elway. We love him and all that, but we got to get somebody new in there. Never. It'll it will, never it happen. It will happen. I'm telling you, the tide will turn. The tide will turn you on John bet? Elway. Yeah, he's not. Yes, he will lose his job in Denver. Yes. Absolutely. You, you want to bet? Uh, yes. I'll bet you that John Elway is out as the Bronco executive within the next three years. Done. Within the next three years? Yes. Done. Deal. Okay. Okay. What do, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want to bet?
8: Uh, $7,000. Jeez. <laughs> so, tip, typical Ben. He knows he's not going to pay up, so he names some ridiculous amount.
1: I don't have to pay up. I want the seven grand. I'll do the seven grand. Why not? Uh, you don't want to do the seven grand. What, what do you want to bet, Coop? What, what, what would you like to bet? What's in your wheelhouse there, Coop? You want to bet a meal? Or what do you want to bet? Let's bet 100 bucks. You want to bet 100 bucks? So, in three years, by the end of 2022, John Elway's out as the Bronco executive. His power is removed.
8: Yes. Also, I can't believe I'm actually doing this since you, like, welch on your
1: bets constantly. Well, it's not an official but bet the, yet. If you don't want to do it, we I won't know, do I know. Wa-
8: I want to do it. But well, th- I don't
1: think you want to do it. You're I, already backing. I know how this I'm works. I'm not I, backing I, out. I didn't I'm really ta- make the bet. I was just doing it for the radio. I know that.
8: I've never done that, Ben. You're the yes, only you one have. to have never to have not paid up I have on a I've paid bet. off
1: every wager I that have is a ever lie. made in my life. That is a lie. 100%. Every wager I have paid off. Nope. 100%? Yeah, you can say no all you want. I don't like your attitude. The pe- the <laughs> people the people know better. <laughs> Can I get one of the Dan Etts in here to, to uh, no, no, let's slobber not all there. over that's me true. and tell me how there. great I am? No. Oh, you're so funny, Dan. No. <laughs> no. Can I get some of that? No?
8: No, that's terrible.
1: Yeah. Instead, my producer, you're, uh, your uh, monologue sucked this hour and last hour was even worse. Or yesterday was even worse. I didn't say yesterday's monologue was worse. I said that this monologue contradicts yesterday's. It does not. See, there's a a middle ground here, which you seem to be forgetting. You don't have to hire the 60-year-old coach. You don't have to hire the 30-year-old coach. (laughs) They need to be 45. (laughs) There you go. Ding, 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 ding. I'm a middle ground guy. I like the middle ground coach. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben
5: Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Let's get Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Do
4: you love Selena?
3: Like, really love?
4: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
7: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
1: get your podcasts. Get to it right now. Here we go. Wait. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. It's the condensed version. Cool.
8: Ben, the latest reports on the vacant head coaching position at UCLA is that Luke Walton is a potential candidate should he lose his job with the Lakers. Uh, Ben, what do you think the odds are for each of those things happening? All
1: right, there's a 100% chance Luke Walton gets fired by the Lakers. There's 0% chance he coaches at UCLA, okay? Eventually, LeBron James is—I know the Lakers beat the Pistons last night, whoop-de-damn-do, but LeBron— even if they win, they're not going to win the West, so they'll make a change. LeBron eventually will put one of his buddies in. That's how he rolls. And UCLA is not going to hire Luke Walton. He's an Arizona guy. There's a better jo- chance that Bill Walton gets the UCLA coaching job than his kid. Next! As a result of the hype
8: surrounding Trevor Lawrence, there has been increased scrutiny over eligibility for the NFL draft. Now, one suggestion, however, is that Lawrence play one more season at Clemson, then play a season in the XFL before declaring for the draft. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of this idea, Ben? Yeah,
1: I think there's a. Uh a higher probability of Donald Trump doing a sit-down interview saying how much he loves CNN and the New York Times uh, than than Lawrence going to the XFL. You get ostracized, right? It would be the same for Trevor Lawrence as LeVar Ball taking his kids to Lithuania. Now, I like the XFL and I support it, but the main football establishment will not allow that to happen. They will look down on Lawrence. You can't do that. How dare you? Next!
8: Now, ben, it's being reported that the Raiders are in discussion with the city of San Diego to play there next season. Poses an ironic question. Who what do you think? Is, what,
1: you think Roberto will be a season ticket holder if they move to? <laughs> who, who would have the
8: worst home field advantage, the Raiders or the Chargers? Oh,
1: it would be the Chargers. Listen, I, I worked in San Diego. There's a lot of Raider fans, but more importantly, the the Raiders could play in Siberia, and there'd be a convoy of silver and black fans trying to get to Siberia to watch the Raiders <laughs> play. It doesn't matter. Uh, they love the Raiders. It does not care how bad the, the team is, the how embarrassing it is. They trade all their best players for draft picks when when Gruden doesn't like draft picks. The Raider fan banned Wagner. That's what the Chargers have to get. The Raiders have that. All right, there we go, Coop. How'd we do? You get nothing. I won the you game. Lose. He said I won. That in my headset, he said I won the game. I won it. Win, win, win. Fox Sports
5: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: It's now time for... Ta- time, time for... Well, hurry,
7: hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Bad Twitter!
1: Send us your questions on Twitter now. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. We head over to the Master of Ceremonies at the dais, wearing his Bronco John Elway jersey. He's so excited that Vic Fangio is now the coach of his Broncos. This is Big Kubaloo.
8: Ben, here's a question for you. This is from Chris in Houston. Hi, Chris. Out of all the hosts at Fox Sports Radio, who is the biggest name dropper besides Dan Patrick?
1: Oh, I don't know. I, uh, they're all name droppers. Every one of them's a name dropper. That's how you get in a radio. You're a blowhard name dropper. You think you're great. That's how we all are in radio. The, the biggest name dropper of all time was Pat O'Brien when he worked here, but Pat doesn't work here anymore. I called Pat O'Brien up one time. Uh, we used to be buddies. We were acquaintances. I don't know buddies, but I, we talked off the air every once in a while. I call Pat up. I called Pat up one time, and I'm talking to him. He says, "Ben, I've got to put you on hold. Yoko is on the other line." <laughs> Yoko. Oh. He's in the name drop hall of oh, fame. He's a he's an all time forget guy. about
6: sports talk radio. I-
1: I don't know. I mean, a lot of the daytime shows, I'm sleeping, you know, Calher Cal and Coward, I'm sleeping. I hear a little bit of Clay's show. He not. He drops a lot of names. I guess I'll go with Clay. Uh, is that just for me? Or? Yes, that was just all for right. You. All right. All uh, right. No, I think it was for everybody. I thought it was a group question. It said the crew can chime in. Yeah, it says they can, but... Oh, you're choosing to abstain. Interesting. All right, uh, next. Uh, ben, this Why'd is... Why'd you make me answer it, then? let ask Ben. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this
8: one is for you as well. This is yeah. from... Uh, Ernie on Twitter: Hi Ernie. Would it be okay with you if a young up-and-coming person who's applying for a job in the radio or TV industry says that they knew you somehow during the interview?
1: Oh yeah, people do it all the time. I got a Weasley friend uh, that I, that wants to get the Boston Red Sox play-by-play job, and you this know weasel. because I work at W E I. They're the one of the play-by-play positions open. This guy's trying to use me to get that job. How about that? What a weasel that guy is, huh?
6: What if he gets the job? Will oh, you then use him to? Damn right, Hopefully, I'll use I'll him. That's how that'll work.
1: Yeah. Absolutely correct. I, that's, you know, I'm not i I'm not bashful of why I will, will not do that. But it's kind of like uh, Adam Gase, right? Adam Gase was not going to be hired as the Jets coach. He calls up Peyton Manning. Hey, Peyton, can you call the Jets owner? Because I want to be the coach of the Jets. Yeah. Makes a phone call. What did Peyton Manning say? Did he say, if you don't hire Adam Gase, I'm going to expose photos of you with farm animals? What could he have said? <laughs> Anyway, is is that, what are we doing? That was for you. That was just for you. Yes. Now moving on to a group question. It's Ask Ben, by the way. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour.
8: This is from Manic Mike. Hi, Manic. You find out last second while getting dressed for an important engagement that you have no clean underwear. Do you go commando, wear a dirty pair, or try an alternative choice?
1: Like a thong what, or something like that? I have no uh, idea what that, that last... T- t- no, I, I don't now, know what that means. Now, the move here, let me tell you this. As a, as a bat, I only got married f- uh, five years ago, so I was a bachelor for a long time. The move here is commando, and I'll tell you why. Because you're in danger of the smell. If you're like in a job interview or on a, on a date with a beautiful woman, you know, you're trying to... You can't be wearing the dirty underwear because if that smell starts wavering through, it, it affects the whole mood. You got to go commando. You're better off with commando. Eddie? Uh, <laughs> Eddie loves these kind of well,
6: questions. Well, I, I mean, you can go the smell test without, you know, like burying your nose in there and uh, just kind of, you know, kind of wave it in front of your face there and see what uh, <laughs> see what's coming out. Uh, I go smell test and see how that
1: goes. I'm sorry, I just took some apple cider vinegar and I just started coughing. Yeah, all yeah. over. <laughs> I almost spit it all over the room. That so, would have been you know, a mess. Smell,
6: smell test and then uh, well, see how nasty that goes. Man. See how that goes.
1: I've been. I've been doing seven hours of radio today, Eddie, so i got I got to do a no. full dose of apple cider vinegar. I've I'm, been I'm sipping it throughout the show, and no, it's you, disgusting. you got to just
6: <laughs> put it down.
1: Well, no, it's better to drink it a little at a time because it helps coat the throat, you know. Well, quit complaining then. All right. R- go ahead, Roberto. Commando all the way. Yeah, that's right. Team Commando! That's right. <laughs> Are you <a> cool <laughs> <laughs>
8: now, I, I I typically go the same route as Eddie- but if it's the winter time and I'm wearing jeans, because I don't, I don't like, I don't like going commando with jeans. It's just, it's just it's not comfortable.
1: I don't wear jeans.
8: So what I'll do in the winter time if I, if I'm wearing, you know, long pants, I'll throw on a pair of pajama pants, <laughs> pajama pants. <laughs> <laughs> under, underneath my jeans. <laughs>
1: Why don't you get a codpiece while you're at it? Cool. Put that down. There. How about that? All right. It's the Ben Maller show. Why don't we pause for the cause? And we will press on here, and we will have much more of Ask Ben. Keep those questions coming in on Twitter. Use the hashtag Ask Ben at Ben Maller on Twitter and uh, forward slash ben Maller Show on Facebook. You can submit your question, and it might be used on the radio. More of Ask Ben. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. And we continue on. It's Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers for the rest of the hour. Got several emails on the seven-month holiday hiatus. Give give, Ask Ben more time. You must give it a, It's got to have more time to breathe. All right, back to cool.
8: Ben, this question is from Mike on Facebook. Hi, Mike. This is for everyone.
1: Oh. What is your proudest do-it-yourself moment? Proudest do-it-yourself moment? Putting up the Christmas lights and not burning the house down. That just happened recently. Cause Eddie saw the house. I don't know. There's a, there's a few things that pop up in life, but uh, I, I accomplished that I'm impressed by. What about you, Eddie? I, you... I
6: am not a fix it up person at all. No? So I I can't even think of something I've done that was spectacular. You know,
1: I'm such a not a fix it up guy that when I want to change out in there with this big refrigerator, and when I want to change the water filter, I have to shut the water off to the entire house to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally shut the water off to the entire house just to change. Because it's easier to change it that way. Otherwise, you have to like move the refrigerator. Exactly. Shut off to the refrigerator. Is behind,
8: I, a, I feel you, man. That's,
1: right. that's the right move. All right. What about you, Roberto? I'm not a fix-it guy either. No? No. That's, we're on radio. We're, yeah, ar- we're artists. My, dad. my dad's a big fix-it guy. <laughs> we're artistic <laughs> not not here. Very, <laughs> is we we're my audio artists. D- my
6: dad artists. was the same way, Roberto. Yeah. My dad could fix anything.
1: Yeah, my dad too. Yeah. All right. What about you, Coop? Well, <laughs> no,
8: like we the rest of you, I am not a fix-it Type person, but I do remember the a couple moments that I was I was proud of. First one was changing the head,
1: the headlight bulb in my car. That's a good one. That's yes. a nice one. I yeah. was super impressed with w- myself. W- was the guy from Pep Boys standing over your shoulder telling you exactly how to do it? Or <laughs> no, I, okay. I pulled up a YouTube video. Yeah, YouTube. And yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I followed that. To, yeah. I have made like in the kitchen. I'm I'm actually proud of that. I was not fixing fixing stuff, but I've like cooked do, stuff, you're doing it yourself. Though. Yeah, I'm doing it myself, and I'm cooking stuff, and I'm going on YouTube. It's pretty cool, man. I feel like I'm a like a real real adult, you know. It's pretty yeah, cool. yeah. Putting it,
8: put it together in my daughter's crib also. That was
1: oh yeah. <laughs> I I bought uh, this big case from I think it was like Home Depot. This big closet thing, and I tried to build it, and after about three days i returned it to home depot i said that's not wasn't for me i
6: put together a few ikea things so i don't know that,
1: that ikea stuff's pretty hard too that's there's a lot of it is yeah, yeah. yeah. all uh like picture instructions that's not good yeah right, let ask ben your questions our answers and we press on. if you like this we do it every week at about this time if you don't like it well screw you your problem
8: yeah. this next one is for roberto this
1: Roberto, is,
8: this is from the Ben Maller fan on Twitter. Hi, Ben Maller fan. When was the last time you got into a fight, and what caused it? Uh, last time I got in a fight it was probably at a Raider game. Yeah. Do yeah. you remember what caused it? Uh, it was at a Raider was game, a Raider game. game yeah. in San Diego. <laughs> <That> different <laughs> laundry, was like the, ten years yeah. ago. That yeah. was wearing powder
1: blue. Yeah, that yeah was, it was, it was wearing blue. Wearing the wrong colors. And I was drunk. Those, so. are, that's, those are fighting colors. yes yeah. All right. Move on. Let's ask Ben. Your questions Our answers.
8: <laughs> all right. Uh, this question is for everyone. This is from Eek on Twitter. Hi, Eek. Uh, what amount of money would you accept to not be on Twitter for one year?
1: Oh, you, you could, you know, listen, uh, it's not that much. I mean, we, we use Twitter for the show to promote the show and things like that. And whenever I pop up elsewhere, but uh, if I could pay off all my debt, done. You know, I'm in. Uh, give, me, you know, give me $2 million, I'm in. Done next <laughs> two million yeah. yeah i'll do it for two grand i got a lot of debt eddie <laughs> no. well. that mallard mansion's uh yeah. <laughs> oh
3: nothing yeah,
6: yeah.
1: what well, would uh, you, do you do it for two grand yeah, yeah. absolutely really? I, yeah i, I so i'm pay only, you I'm two only grand. on the
6: show i'm only on twitter because of the show i don't okay. normally do so it. so if otherwise. the show
1: ended you would just get off twitter yeah probably hey by the way joe namath looks old all right uh go <laughs> ahead uh, roberto go ahead uh ten thousand so more for that than the other thing that you were asked of yesterday. All right. Uh, <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> you value
8: Twitter more
1: than well, What about you, Coop? Quickly, Coop.
8: Uh, I, I have to go f- five grand. Five grand? Yeah, I'd do it for five grand. Nah, it's
1: just guys, a year. You guys got to raise. That's a year's a long time, man. It's a long time. It's actually a
6: plus to not have to do it for me. Eh,
1: just put it down, man.
0: This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
2: get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith